you know, I'm not trying to build a huge forms plugin and keep that maintained and, you know, have these have a little collection of add-ons uh, around it. So, you know, add-ons on my business. Uh, that's what I do. This episode of The Matt Report is brought to you by Pagely. Pagely, where we help big brands scale WordPress, it's enterprise WordPress hosting in the Amazon cloud. If you're building big, powerful WordPress websites for your clients, you need big, powerful hosting, and Pagely delivers. I use Pagely for my websites and e-commerce shops, so I trust their service, and I have no issues recommending them to you. Look, I only bring on sponsors that I trust. And who else trusts Pagely? Verizon, eBay, Disney, Twitter, and more. You can see that right on the homepage of their website. Pagely is the OG of WordPress managed hosting, and they're innovating the market every single day. If your clients trust you to write scalable code, then trust Pagely to host it for you. Check out pagely.com. Episode number eight, season four of The Matt Report with Naomi Bush from gravityplus.pro. That's the website, gravityplus.pro. And she puts out Gravity Forms add-ons and has built herself uh, a great little business. I don't, maybe not even little. It's probably, it's probably bigger uh, than most of us uh, can expect from the outside. And I love the simplicity. I love the approach of simplicity that she takes in her business. And it's quite a lesson uh, that I hope you can gain from this episode. You know, what it's like to not want to build this empire of plugins, but to look at large platform like plugins, like Gravity Forms, and build add ons for that ecosystem it really sort of brings in a client that is more conditioned to paying for a plugin, you know, specifically in the gravity form space, paying for that plugin and expecting to pay for an add-on. Now she has a bunch of free add-ons that are also in the repo that you can get access to, but have pro versions. And uh, I think it's a smart, uh, smart move. And uh, one that isn't always about world domination, which I really, really love. And the way she built her community is a testament to, uh, or for all of us to build a better community for support, for marketing, for awareness, um, and actually for research and development, getting in touch with people who actually use your product and then re, um, redistributing that knowledge into the code, into the feature set uh, in the marketing. So definitely a, a great episode with Naomi. I was super happy to finally sit down and talk to her. If you like episodes like this, it's mattreport.com slash subscribe, join the mailing list. And if you have a five-star review, I'd sure love it on iTunes. And thank our sponsors, Pagely and Valet. Let's get into the show. Hey, Naomi, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I've been keeping my eye on you for quite some time. Uh, we were talking uh, pre-show that we uh, crossed paths at Pressnomics, which is a, f a phenomenal event uh, out in Arizona. Every year or so, where we're business owners, WordPress business owners, like-minded WordPress business owners come together and share their experiences on how they built a business, good and bad, <laughs> the nitty-gritty of it all. Uh, and I'm really excited to have you talk about that kind of thing today on The Matt Report. But for folks who don't know who you are, give us that elevator pitch of who you are and what you do. All right. Well, uh, I'm Naomi, as you said, and I like to call myself the head Gravity Forms Wrangler over at gravityplus.pro. And basically that just means that I uh, build Gravity Form solutions, so. And how long have you been doing that? I believe it's been five years now. Wow, 
That's a long time. <laughs> Why haven't you rolled your own form plugin by now? <laughs> uh, no desire. No desire at all. <laughs> nice. Is your background in uh, like custom development and programming, or do you hail from a whole different uh, whole different realm? Well, um, let's see. I am, as they say, classically trained uh, in computer engineering, but I always built websites for people, and so that's how WordPress came into play. And then I decided, well, hey, you know, I want to get into development, and so that is what I uh, started doing. One of the sort of uh, phenomenons or sort of trends right now, at, especially in the page builder world. So if I were mm -hmm. to look at something like a Beaver Builder or even a mm -hmm. Divi, I see a lot of folks starting to create their own little add-ons for those almost like platform plugins now, right? They're almost like platform plugins where people can, third parties are more, it's more accessible to build these little features. It's almost like building a plugin for WordPress, but they're trying to tap into this sort of, let's say, Beaver Builder audience or niche audience. You are somebody who saw that, that curve five years ago, which is amazing. Um, why did you get into doing that? What, what spurred you to start building add-ons for Gravity Forms? Well, I would say it started out of necessity. Uh, at the time, I was uh, doing a membership site for a local organization, and we were using PayPal. But you know, I had heard about Stripe, you know, this up-and-coming uh, payments platform, and yeah, I kept my eye on it. And when we were doing the redesign for the organization, I said, you know what, Stripe would probably be a good idea um, because we had an older customer base. And as you know, with PayPal, you get redirected to another site and, you know, then you kind of hope the redirect works okay and that people make it back to the site and that, you know, everything is, uh, everything works properly. And so I said, well, we can use Stripe for this. And so I posted on the uh, Gravity Forms forums at the time saying, hey, you know, have you guys heard of this? You know, you should build an integration. And they said, yeah, you know, we'll get to it maybe sometime. <laughs> well, I couldn't wait for maybe some time. And so I said, well, I guess I'm going to have to build it myself. And that's how it all started. Ah, uh, Carl. Ah, uh, <laughs> Carl. <laughs> uh, for folks who don't know, Carl is the uh, one of the co-founders of Gravity Forms. Uh, very, very opinionated gentleman. Good guy, uh, but certainly uh, will like to analyze everything <laughs> along the way. So Five years ago, I can only imagine when you said you should add a Stripe add-on. Um, oh. How did you, so did you immediately start charging for that plugin? Did you give it away for free? Give us that sort of viewpoint. So, you know, I had been around WordPress uh, for a long time. And, um, you know, I just kind of seen, <laughs> as they say, as the WordPress world turns, you know, <laughs> products popping up and going away and, um so I said, well, hey, you know, I want to do plugins, but I want to do it the right way um, because I saw people just get murdered and I call it murdered. They weren't murdered, but just get slammed, you know, on the WordPress forums and the attitudes and everything else. And so I knew that I wanted to put some plugins out there. So I said, hey, you know, I've done this plugin. I'll just put it out there for fun. I fully expected no one to use it at all. But I said, it'll be a good experience, you know, learning how to post to the WordPress, um, plugin repository. And so I just put it there and I put a post in the forum saying, Hey, I built this, you know, it works for me, you know, that whole works for me kind of thing. You can sure. use it if you want. 
And lo and behold, people used it. And um, actually, let's see, the first person, I'm trying to remember his name. His name was Adam. I can't remember his full name, but he was one of the first people to use it. And he donated and posted on the Gravity Forms forums and said, hey, you know, everyone else, you know, donate. And people started donating. And people kept donating. And, you know, to this day, five years later, people are still donating. <laughs> <laughs> donating and purchasing, I'd imagine, too, yeah. right? Yeah. When did you, so was it at that point that you said, you know what, I, I think it's it's time to build a business of this? And, boy, I'm thinking back, you know, five years ago, even even three years ago, I don't know if, you know, the... Um, the concept that was there, like EDD and software licensing and checkout, but you were probably using Gravity Forms to check to check out. I'd imagine in your own plugin is is that how you sort of structured the technology behind the business to to get people to buy from you and create a transaction? Yep, I was just using Gravity Forms and the Stripe plugin uh, to create payment forms, and I'm still using that. And behind the scenes, um, you know, Gravity Forms is very powerful, so the plugin gets automatically delivered to people. That's great, and. Just looking at the site, Gravity Plus Pro, I'm on it uh, mm -hmm. right now. There's, uh, there's an this simplicity of just provide <laughs> like, and I don't, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to say this in a way, but I appreciate it, right? Because I feel like so many people go over the top with their, mm -hmm. um, with their marketing sites, uh, mm -hmm. myself included, like you know, you know, hand in the air, I'm, I'm as guilty as anybody, and it causes like this you know, this just spinning the wheels where it's okay, I'm going to tweak this color. I'm going to move this over here. I'm going to change the padding a little bit over here. It's like, mm -hmm. that doesn't matter, <laughs> right? Let's get get the the product in front of the customer as long as they understand what it's doing. Um, yeah. They'll click the link and, and, and discover more, which when you do, you, you sort of go into these little, what I'll call like little sub-sales sites, right? These little sales mm -hmm. product pages, especially Gravity Forms, Stripe add-on. Um, mm -hmm. It has a nice landing page with a testimonial. Um, is that a strategy that sort of worked for you? Is that something that you've just, you've done purposefully or is it just, Hey, you know, there's not enough time to do that. I'm building software. I'm selling stuff. Um, and this is, this is working for me. Um, I would say it has worked for me and that's why it still looks like that. I didn't intend for it to be that way. Um, it was a way just to put something up. Um, but over time I'm like, wow, this is working. And uh, so I've kind of stayed with it, although my plan was to build something, you know, nice and flashy and and everything else. But um, but, yeah, this it works. <laughs> <laughs> right. And I mean, I, I think it's look, it's it's funny. I, I recently at the time of this recording, I just sent out uh, an email to my newsletter. Just a mm -hmm. quick note. Uh, a friend of mine, James Dahlman, recently wrote about how he sort of you know, taking a step back from the WordPress community to put it uh, in lighter terms than he did and just sort of, you know, look, I, I'm, I'm done sort of dealing with keeping up with, keeping up with, you know, the trend or keeping up with this person. Um, mm -hmm. And uh, at the end of my note, anyway, I, I said that, look, it's, you build site, you, you know, for most people, you build sites the way you want to build sites. And so many of us are at least like that 1% of WordPress. There's so many people saying, oh, you're doing it wrong, or you should be mm -hmm. using this plugin, or you shouldn't be using Gravity Forms to check out. You should be using EDD. And no, you shouldn't use EDD. You should use WooCommerce. Uh, you should use Infusionsoft. God help us. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, and there's, there's just so much of, uh, so much pressures from when you're trying to, uh, to build it 
with air quotes in the air, the right way, you know, mm-hmm. that sometimes forgetting all that and doing it your way and it works, it works. And that's the way it's done. And I appreciate that approach. Uh, what, what do you see as sort of the biggest challenge in terms of building all these add-ons for gravity forms and you sort of not being in control of gravity forms. I mean, let alone we're not in control again, air quotes of WordPress and in the direction that they might go in. Sure. We might have a small hand in it, but the greater, uh, the greater team will, will do what they will with the technology and we have to keep up. It's just the nature of the game. But how do you keep up with gravity forms? You have an open dialogue. Is there a particular challenge in keeping up with the code changes and whatnot? Um, I would say keeping up with the code changes. No, that's not, um, that's not so difficult. Um, I would say the biggest challenge is, um, you know, what anyone finds is, you know, staking your business to someone else's is always uh, very risky. It's mm-hmm. not recommended. Um, like you said, everyone will tell you that you're doing it wrong. Um, I've even heard people say, you know, you can't build a business on add-ons, you know, that kind of thing. But, you know, if you're building a business on a WordPress plugin, basically that is an add-on for WordPress, another platform. Uh, so I would say the biggest challenge um, is, of course, you know, thinking about the longevity of your business. Mm. You know, what happens when or if this platform goes away. Uh, but I say... That what I really appreciate about Gravity Forms is the fact that uh, it is very easily extensible. And I've worked with a lot of other platforms. You know, I've tried to branch out and do other things. And I've always come back to Gravity Forms. And that's because of the maturity of the platform. And also just being able to, I would say, develop that, that dialogue. Hmm. Um, I've visited with the Rocket Genius team now at their office twice now. Um, so that's been a big help. You know, we've opened up a, we've sort of grown, I would say (laughs) the community has grown over time. And so when, when it first started out, it wasn't that great, but, um, you know, now there is more of an open dialogue. So, you know, we have our Slack room that we have going on and, um, you know, I have access to, to the developers. And so it's been, it's been a slow process, um, has been a little difficult sometimes, but I would say we're growing and it's, uh, it's getting better. And, um, there's, there's a lot that I want to unpack there. Okay. Uh, mm-hmm. when you say community, you don't mean mm-hmm. the WordPress community, you mean the community behind your products and the maybe the community also using gravity forms, correct? Correct. Yeah. The gravity forms, community. uh, which is again, a, a sort of testament to you sticking around and continuing to develop with this is, I mean, it's the way it needs to be done. So many people think that, uh, you know, it's just, hey, I'm going to make this add-on. And of course you should, you know, of course when I tell you, you know, Gravity Forms or any other company, uh, even WordPress, like, hey, look, I built this plugin, you know, let me in or, you know, give me this kind of access or oh yeah, let's do business together, that kind of thing. This is, <laughs> it's, it's, it's not easy, right? It's not easy in the beginning, but so many people think that by doing it, that it's almost the same concept of finding customers. If you build it, they will come. A lot of folks think that they'll just sort of latch on to a 
bigger brand and all of a sudden get exposure where when in fact it's the same it's business to business right it's that same kind of biz dev that you have to do with a platform or another brand that you're going to have to do with a customer um, so it's a it's a real testament to you to stick around and, and continue to work at it and recognize the time that it takes to do it this episode of the matt report is brought to you by the team at valet Valet helps brands unleash their potential with real-time metrics, intelligent recommendations, and that age-old method of having an awesome team to back it all up. See, my friends at Valet are up to something really, really cool. But first, let me ask you this question. Every time you build a website for a client, don't you feel like you're making the web a better place? Well, here's the thing. Valet's got something in the works that will let you back that claim up. It's called Valet Metrics, and you can get your free website snapshot over at valetmetrics.com. Dot com. It's an amazing tool. You get in-depth analysis of a website covering security, speed, usability, traffic, conversions, all wrapped up in this beautiful reporting dashboard that provides action, not fluff. You and Valet, making WordPress and the web a better place. Get your snapshot at valetmetrics.com. Absolutely. You know, I would say don't don't expect anything from <laughs> from anyone. Mm-hmm. You know, if you do an add on for a larger company. Yeah. No, don't don't expect that. Um, they have their own priorities, uh, their own things that they're working on. And so if you decide that you want to build an add on, you know, and that you want to to sell it, then you need to be prepared to, um, you know, to support that yourself. Right. Right. How, how do you, so now, you know, kind of circling back to the plugins and again, looking at the page and I, and I do want to get into the community, um, Mm. in a moment, but looking at the add-ons you have, again, you started with gravity Forms, stripe and now, you know, I'll just rattle a few off. You have gravity forms, utility forms, dynamic population, pro analytics, post a third party, podio add-on limit date range, Salesforce, Infusionsoft, Marketo and Modic, which I've, is it Modic or Matic? I've never heard of that one. Uh, Modic. Modic. Mm-hmm. Um, how do you, you know, pick and choose which ones you want to, to create? Um, does that go back to having that community and you sort of dip into the wealth of knowledge from the community and they give you feedback and say, hey, go ahead and build this for Marketo or Infusionsoft or whatever? Uh, how do you come up with the ideas to create another add-on? You know, most of my ideas come from customers. Um, you know, just talking to customers and you know, seeing some of the pains that they're experiencing. Um, several of those, like the utility plugin came from my own pain, (laughs) (laughs) you know, after you've been working with gravity forms for a while, you know, you're like, okay, what page is this gravity form? Is this form on again? And especially (laughs) when you're logging into someone else's site and they have these forms and you're trying to test one form and you're like, okay. And they have 200 pages. I mean, that's ridiculous. Trying to go through each page and see what form it's on. I'm sorry. Go through each, um, yeah, each page and see which form is on it. Um, so I would say, you know, some of it from my own pain and because I am a Gravity Forms user um, and a lot of it just from customers, you know, mm. customers contacting me saying, hey, Naomi, I would love to have this. You know, I would love to have Gravity Forms do this. Yeah, uh, that's great stuff. It's, it, again, it's one of those things that I'm guilty about not doing. Uh, and I'm sure there's a ton of other people in the audience that are that guilty of it too. We, we don't really poll our customers enough, right? We never really, 
ask them or really take the time to grab the feedback from, hey, what other areas mm-hmm. are, you, are you sort of, you know, suffering in with Gravity Forms or with anything? Because, you, I mean, WordPress is huge. There's so many pain points. You, mm-hmm. could, you could get some uh, data from or feedback from other pain points that might translate into another Gravity Forms product, even if it's not purely related to Gravity Forms. Um, you mentioned before that you tried to branch out a little bit. Did you try to branch out with other plugin forms? Because in, when I look at your business, I say, well, that's the natural progression right there, right? To scale the businesses, mm-hmm. go and, you know, build these same solutions or make these add-ons available for Ninja Forms, Formidable, um, Easy Contact Forms, Jetpack Contact Forms, whatever. Uh, you try, it sounded like you tried doing that, but hit a little yeah. bit of a turbulence. Can you share your side of the story? Um. You know, there is the product, um, there's the interface that people see, and then there's the product behind the product. And that's the interface uh, where the developers work. And as I started working with those other platforms, you know, as a developer, which is much different than a user, um, you know, I just realized that um, I enjoyed Gravity Forms more. And specifically, I enjoyed the maturity uh, of the platform. So... Um, do you also think about how it could be challenging with marketing um, or support? Uh, and coupled with that question, <laughs> how do you do marketing and support now? Are, are you a one-woman shop and you just do it all yourself? Do you sort of outsource to some support help? And how does that all boil up? You know, I have thought about, I am a one-woman shop. Uh, I have thought about uh, outsourcing support and I quickly realized that no, I can't afford to outsource support really because that mm. is, uh, that's what's most important to me is talking to customers. Mm. Uh, so I realized I would actually rather outsource the development behind the scenes than outsource, um, you know, the thing that's most important to me. Mm. Because that's what, that, that gives me life, that gives me encouragement, um, that helps me to see how people are using my products. Um, you know, sometimes I'll just, I'll jump on a call, jump on a uh, Google Hangout screen share with a customer and just observe and just watch. Uh, so that is, that's very important to me. That's an amazing answer because so many people talk about processes, creating systems, scaling their business. And, and from most people that I talk to, they say, I don't want to do support anymore, right? It's taking up too much of my time. Uh, but a critical part of the business is that feedback. Uh, and secondary to that for you, it's, it gives you that inspiration, right? To have those discussions and uh, absorb the, the information and feedback to help you build a, bit, a better business and a better product, which is that's phenomenal. It's phenomenal to have that answer. Have you, had, have you tried to outsource the development yet? Any success or failure stories there? Uh, I have given a few, pro- few projects to some people. Um, no one that I've said, okay, you know, I'm going to hire you full time. <laughs> but, um, Nobody you know, from Fiverr living the four hour oh, work week no. dream. <laughs> no. Oh man. Uh, one of the things that I would find, or, you know, as somebody who sells plugins and themes as well, you take a very hands-on and personable approach to supporting these products how do you bridge the gap when maybe you say you get on the phone with somebody or a screen share and they say, you know what, Naomi, can, can you just 
finish building my <laughs> finish building my website for me? Or can you, you know, you might not have the feature. Can you develop it for me? Can you take it the rest, uh, the last mile and, and finish this for me? Do you have something that bridges the gap between product and service? Uh, I do. I do actually. Um, uh, once people purchase, they have the opportunity and this came again from, um, from customer requests. I'll never forget my first request where someone was like, Hey, can I just pay you um, for like an hour of your time so that you can tell me how to set this up properly? Uh, because I want to make sure that I'm doing it right. So I'm like, Oh, okay. Uh, and then, uh, you know, other people saying, Hey, you know, can you add this feature? Can you do this customization? And so, you know, I went ahead and productized that. And so now when you purchase, you have the opportunity afterwards to, Hey, um, we'll do it for you. Um, so we have a done for you package, you know, we'll set the plugin up for you, create your form, test it, make sure everything is working properly. send you a report afterwards, uh, of everything that we've done, uh, some things that, that you should, that you should do next. And then we have uh, a plugin customization service. So, and that's, you know, at a discounted rate for, um, for current customers. So, a lot of times what we get is, uh, at least with the Stripe plugin, is we get people who they have a subscription, but they need to manually every month go and if it's, um, let's say, some kind of service where the month's charges need to be calculated and then add it to the invoice. And so that's something popular that we'll do. We'll go in, they'll tell us what they need, and we'll go into their database and you know get the information and calculate it and add it to the uh, to the invoice. And so, so yeah, we, um, we do have services now. And, and is that, when did that roll out? And are you, are you finding success with, with the done for you service? I mean, are, are you able to still be profitable and, and work it in the pipeline? Because I find like those are always the obvious two challenges, which I think a lot of us don't think of right out of the gate is one, let's say I just a round number, let's say it's a hundred dollars. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, can you do that in, you know, less than an hour to make up for the development time that you put sure. into building the products and two, can you actually like, that might sound great. Say, wow, I, you know, I can, I can charge this hundred bucks and I can be, you know, 70% profitable, but what they don't realize is they can't do enough of that in a given month, let's say, because you are doing support and you are building products. So one, mm-hmm. are you satisfied with what you have going on now and and are you satisfied with with the price point with the customer Uh, feedback yeah price point yes uh definitely satisfied with um you know it is it is profitable and like i said just from having those additional customer interactions you learn so much and uh you know sometimes it does turn into longer engagements where customers keep coming back saying hey you did this for me can you do this for me now um, so again, <laughs> you know, anyway, for me, just getting to talk to a customer and see what they're doing and see how they're using gravity forms is so important to me because, you know, building products, and that's actually why I added the services component, because building products, you can get so narrow and you can get so focused on just that product that you miss how people are using it, um, you know, in the larger scope. And so, it's very important to me. I I love I love collecting uh, gravity form stories and just seeing what people are doing and how they're using it because it gives you you know really important insight even when you're building your product. 
um, that you understand the domain that you're working in. Yeah, absolutely. And that's amazing because it's one of the things that I've always said is, you know, we're a plug-in shop and a, and a theme shop and a service shop. <laughs> and sometimes <laughs> the balance of all that stuff is extremely difficult. Um, it is. <laughs> but, but finding, uh, you know, where else are you going to get those insights, right? So like, just like you said uh, so beautifully, is if you step away from the service side, how are you going to know the real struggles that folks are having, not just using Gravity Forms, but with WordPress and, and software in general? And, and God, with so many third-party uh services that you support i mean that's a whole other ball of fiery support issues <laughs> you know like infusionsoft isn't working oh god call infusionsoft yeah. <laughs> um question about the stripe plugin how do you balance the or what's the the advantage to using your stripe add-on versus the gravity forms stripe that's add-on a good, that's a good question um so I always like to tell people, um, this is the original Stripe add-on. Uh, it's, <laughs> yes. it's been around for about five years. Yep. Uh, I think Gravity Forms decided to release theirs. I think it was last year or the year before. I'm, I'm not sure. Um, use what works best for you. Um, you know, when people come to me and ask me, because I do get that question uh, more than I care to, uh, you know, I just explain to them what's available. And then say, you know, use what works best for you. Sure. Plus, if there are, you know, one of the things I like to, to lean on in, you know, a scenario where, uh, you know, I'll use Pippin Williamson, for example. He, he gets brought up a lot because he has a very large ecosystem of plugins, right? Some plugins will, other pro- plugin providers, you know, create stuff that might be better than his and yeah. vice versa. Um, but when you're buying from him, let's say you're using easy digital downloads and you want to move over to sort of a membership site and you, let's say go with restrict content pro, it might not have all the features other membership plugins have right now, but you can sort of rely on, look, I know it's from the team that I trust Mm -hmm. uh, and they're putting out other add-ons and, or plugins that I'm using. Mm -hmm. If a customer's coming to you and they say, Hey, I want to buy your Stripe plugin. I heard that gravity forms has their own in it. Why should I buy yours? You know, and if you say, well, I, you know, you also using, uh, again, I'll just Infusionsoft. Well, it makes sense to, you know, get that support from a developer and be in their ecosystem because the support stuff is what really comes down to, mm-hmm. uh, down to the value, right. For these customers, because I'm sure <laughs> nine times out of 10, you're, you're teaching them how to do something in a support fashion, not, you know. It's never like about the, oh, thanks, you, you allowed me to accept the Stripe transaction and I made $100. Um, but, they're, but they're saying thanks, like you pointed out something I didn't even know about WordPress, let alone Gravity Forms. Sure, and I think, you know, I like to tell people, um, you know, focus is really important. And so, um, you know, I'm not trying to build a huge Forms plugin and keep that maintained and, you know, have these have a little collection of add-ons uh, around it. So, you know, add-ons on my business. Uh, that's what I do. So, uh, it's, it's, no, it's an amazing, it's an amazing approach and it's an amazing answer. What do you do for marketing? How do you get your name out there? How do you get your products found uh, in the WordPress ecosystem? Um, let's see. I think people find me from WordPress.org. Of course, 
Um, and then from there, it's word of mouth and recommendations. And so um, what I try to do is, you know, once someone sees, you know, one product of mine, you know, I try to make sure that they see other products. I try to get out there and help people. Um, you know, I'm in several uh, several slack rooms where I try to help out, you know, and it's not for the purpose of saying, hey, come buy my products because I have free products, you know, products that will be free forever that I think are really helpful. Like the Gravity Form Utility is probably one of my favorite plugins. Um, <laughs> I'm going to go install that immediately as soon as this, <laughs> as soon as this interview is over. I'm telling my team that this is required across the board. <laughs> You know, and it's something that I do, you know, every site that I log into, I install the utility plugin because I no longer now have to search for forms on pages. Um, but, but yeah, so, you know, and then just try to provide, um, try to provide really, really great service, which, you know, it sounds, it sounds simple, but it's really hard, uh, especially when you are, when you're by yourself, mm-hmm. you know, so when you're, you're the only person. And I mean, you come across all types of people uh, throughout the days. Um, they're they're in all types of attitudes and moods, and um, you know, you just try to maintain a level of um, level-headedness and and stability, and just do the best that you can. Is it always going to be good enough? No, you know, some people you just can't make happy, and and that's okay. You have to be okay with that, but um, but yeah. So that's that's kind of the key, you know. It's nothing, you know. I'm not doing Facebook ads and remarketing and all that kind of stuff. Um, so I just try to keep it simple for now. And that's a perfect segue because that was my next question. Was you know so many community groups and and other groups are being built on sort of Facebook groups, and then there's the whole. <laughs> you know, get them into Facebook groups and, and, you know, capture the Facebook pixel. You see, even I don't do it very well, so I don't even know the, ter- <laughs> the terminology, <laughs> but you know, it's, it's all this stuff of, you know, being on Facebook, driving the community and then sort of upselling and, and, and that kind of thing. But your community is driven on, on Slack. How has that been for the business? Is Was that the particular strategy? It was like, hey, I'm in Slack because I'm in, you know, I'm developing stuff. I'm talking to other developers, so I'm in Slack. So naturally the community will be there. Uh, you, you know, do you get involved with other Facebook groups? Do you just say that like, I don't want to start a Facebook group for this kind of thing? Um, yeah, so Facebook, I'm not on Facebook. Oh, well, that answers that. <laughs> uh, you know, I had to create an account because there was something that I purchased and they had a Facebook group and I just begged them for a Slack uh, just because I, I don't do Facebook. Um, so, so yeah, you probably won't find me doing a Facebook group. And also because I, I really, uh, I'm opposed to keeping all of your community knowledge on a platform that you don't own. Sure. And so Slack is sort of a necessary evil for me at this point. Um, but I do have plans to move away from Slack. Uh, I do realize that you just can't beat, you know, kind of the real time nature of the platform. Mm. But I do intend to move it uh, to something that, again, is not someone else's platform. I just I don't see I don't see the value in uh, keeping your knowledge closed, uh, closed away where, you know, at any moment the platform could go away and then that's it. Mm. 
Yeah, I, I have a, a, one of my favorite posts that I wrote starts with the letter F, ends with the word platforms. <laughs> um, and I totally agree. And it, I, you know, I think it's one of those necessary evils, like you, like you mentioned, because the, you know, the attention is, it's that attention that's on again, Facebook groups. It's something that I've been eyeing a lot of for, for the Matt report, because I, again, in that email that I sent out this weekend, I tried doing a pro membership for Matt report many years ago and it failed miserably. I shouldn't say miserably, but it, you know, it certainly wasn't the success of, let's say a post status, which is heavily heavily vested on slack right for that for that community um but finding something where you can leverage ease of use so again just staging that i used uh bb press and paid memberships pro to do all that stuff and it was i mean it was just a nightmare right (laughs) it's just a night nobody ever that was the biggest challenge nobody ever logged in keeping the attention in a uh in a wordpress site to log in and, and have people share their knowledge is is very difficult when there's only so many minutes in the day and most of them are spent uh you know hacking around on facebook when there's some downtime so i'm just i'm just fascinated by building communities and where to build communities uh nowadays you know maybe using them to to drive traffic back to your website that's a whole other conversation i guess but um now now do you do you do any other uh marketing uh, initiatives like blogging, content marketing, email marketing, or is it all strictly driven through uh, the support that you provide on forums and in the Slack community? Um, yeah, I would say I would say that's it. Well, I don't, nope, I don't do anything else. So that's great. I mean, that's it works, <laughs> right? It's working. It is. It is working. <laughs> yeah, it's working, and, and that's an amazing answer. So many people <clears throat> are just caught up in. In chasing the next thing, um, which is you know good and bad. It's always great to sort of test things out, but don't forget about the things that got you to where uh, where you are today. That kind of thing. Uh, what's next for the business? Any any new add-ons? Any small pivots in a new direction uh, that you're excited about? Um, I would say probably the thing that I'm most excited about now is the community aspect, mm-hmm. and I guess that's not really for the business, you know, I'm not making any money from that, but, um, just kind of bringing people, bringing people back together, uh, because the thing that I miss the most, uh, is the gravity forms forums. Um, those were great. And, you know, I just loved the opportunity to be able to talk to other users and see what other people are doing. And so that's, um, that's going to be a big focus for me going forward is, uh, just trying to be a part of the, the community bring it together and um, just help out. So, and what about in-person community events, WordCamps, other events? We mentioned Pressnomics before. Are you, you going to do WordCamp US or are planning on doing any other in-person events? Um, I always do my local WordCamp. Um, try to make sure that I always do that. Um, now, I would say, gosh. About a year, yeah, last year, the year before, like I said, I have a toddler. Uh, so I was doing a lot of traveling, and that was really difficult. Mm. <laughs> that was really difficult, and so I kind of scaled back. But um, I do want to speak or uh, even just attend uh, more word camps because uh, I love word camps. I just mm. I love the whole just atmosphere and environment and getting people together of all usage levels and 
um, you know, it's, it's just always a great time. Yeah, no, I, I agree. It's, I mean, again, for, for the dollar, right? For the dollar, $40, <laughs> I mean, you really can't go, you really can't go wrong, um, to get everybody in the space. I, uh, you know, I think a couple of years ago, we all expected to be, there'd be more and more, uh, events popping up and there are, I mean, we have loop comp, loop comp yeah. we have, um, pressnomics, uh, I haven't heard about prestige in a while. I don't know what's going on with that, mm-hmm. but, um, yeah, I, I hope that there's more. I hope that there's more gatherings of, of like-minded WordPress folks um, because it's always great to sort of break the mold of a traditional uh, WordCamp, right? Because I, I don't know about you, but most of the time I end up going and just sort of talking to everybody in the hallway. Yeah, uh, yeah, which is yeah. cool. Yeah, which is definitely cool, which oh. is definitely cool. And, and and there's probably tons of talks that I can learn from that I'm just, I just never get to. But uh, that is one thing I do like about Pressnomics is the fact that it's just hyper-focused you go into the room you see the one or two presenters back to back and then you you go for a little break and then go back at it again and then there's lunch and there's some community building aspects around that Mm -hmm. so i definitely recommend that event i would say um probably for me personally i've found myself moving away from wordpress events Mm -hmm. um, just because you know i've realized more and more the more people that i talk to wordpress is just a tool Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like sometimes uh, the community can be kind of insular where we're only looking inward. We only look at ourselves. We only look at what, what we're doing. And that's how you kind of get caught up in the doing it right, doing it wrong um, kind of arguments. And so I've been kind of looking outward um, just to the broader uh, business community. And um, notice I've been doing some of those events, you know, just to see, you know, what people are doing outside of WordPress, how they're using WordPress, their attitudes toward, towards WordPress. Um, so I think that that's, that's also been a, a big help to me in my business. Um, sort of not taking it too seriously. Sure. Because you realize it's just a tool. That's all it is. Sure. You know, so you can let everyone else have their PHP sucks arguments and <laughs> WordPress sucks and, you know, all of that. But, um, it's just a tool and people are using it to accomplish, um, some really good things. So if there is a developer listening to this right now, or even a non-developer and they, and they want to build a product, uh, be it an add on for another plugin or a plugin for WordPress or anything really, maybe an ebook or something, a membership course. Do you have any advice for that person who's just starting out and what they should and how they should approach launching their product? Focus on your customer. Um, focus on the value that you're going to provide. Like, don't get caught up in, oh, my product is going to have this feature and that feature. It means nothing if nobody uses it. So focus on the pain that you're solving. You know, what is it that people are trying to do and solve that pain? Not on you building a very nice castle that nobody is going to ever visit. <laughs> that's a, that's, I love that. I love that. Naomi, this has been an amazing episode. Where can folks find you to say thanks? Ah, gravityplus.pro. That's where I am. It's awesome stuff. You're also post status, correct? Yes, I am on the post status Slack, but please, Slack is <laughs> I'm in so many rooms and like sometimes I get notifications, sometimes I don't, and so I miss things. And so sure. email, um, email is really the best way to reach me if you want to be sure that I've 
gotten something. Twitter, I get notifications sometimes. Sometimes I don't. I don't know what I've done. (laughs) (laughs) And I've just given up trying to figure it out. So... That's great. Uh, again, thanks for doing the thanks for doing this episode. It's been an amazing uh, discussion uh, to learn sort of how you started and how you've grown this. But your particular uh, point of view in how to grow a business doesn't always have to be what everybody else is doing. <laughs> so it's definitely refreshing to hear all that stuff. Everyone else is mattreport.com slash subscribe. Join the mailing list where one day I will send you another email. I, in fact, I just did on Sunday, right? So <laughs> I'm glad that uh, everyone who reached out to say thanks about that for that email. Uh, it was definitely one of those moments where you sort of uh, put your heart out on your sleeve and let everybody sort of uh, digest it as they see fit. Matreport.com slash subscribe. And if you enjoy this season, this is season four, if you're enjoying it, if you're getting some knowledge out of the Matt Report and love a five-star review over on iTunes, just search for WordPress Podcast or Matt Medeiros and I will pop up and... Uh, Yeah, we'd really love a five-star review. Thanks for listening. Talk to you next time. Hey, everyone. Did you enjoy this episode? Head on over to iTunes. Leave us a five-star review. It really helps. I say it all the time, but it definitely, definitely does. Always reach out to our guests and say thanks. We always link them up at the end of the show to share their Twitter account or wherever they can be found online. So make sure you go ahead and do that. They spend a lot of time with us. And thank our sponsors, Pagely and Valet, for keeping The Matt Report going until the end of the year. If you're interested in sponsoring The Matt Report, you can get a hold of me. It's mattreportblog at gmail.com or just mattreport.com slash contact. Reach out. Uh, we are looking for sponsorships going into 2017. Again, if you want to sponsor one of the premier WordPress podcasts out there, go ahead and reach out at mattreport.com slash contact. 